Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome to season two of Cambridge Islamic College's podcast, the Tafsir of Surah Kaf. How can we prefer the afterlife over this life? How can we prefer faith over materialism? Sheikh Akram's Tafsir of Surah Al-Kaf explores this in the light of the Quran, the challenging issues of the modern times, and what guidance we can get from this surah to find a solution. Uh, it's on the first part of the, the talk um, about the like shubha and knowledge uh, and things. Um, basically, you know, like you you gave the reference of Musa and Fir'aun, like Fir'aun was giving like red herrings, like questions that were not to do with the topic. Mm. So, if people raise questions now because of shubha, mm. should they just ignore them and continue with what's important, or are you saying that we should? Ask the question in the first place. That's my first question. Um, the second one is, uh, can you just explain about the 73 sects? Because nowadays a lot of people, they say, you know, you have to follow the first three generations, Quran, Sunnah, Ijma'ah, uh, and this is the only way to get knowledge. So um, on, the, on the part where you say about, like, for example, hand or aqidah, anything like that, um, is the red herring the question that came afterwards that was never asked previously? Or is it the continual questioning now between what happened before and the question that was raised? And the same with creation of Quran and stuff like that. Was it the original people who asked the question that's the problem or the people who now continue to say, don't go with this group, but come back and stay with the other group? So, yeah, what was the first question? First one was about... When you you teach, when you teach, sometimes people ask questions but those questions are not genuine. Sometimes people will ask questions because they want to pretend that they have more knowledge than you. So no doubt, you know, leave that. Don't argue, don't discuss. Sometimes people ask questions because they don't want to listen what you want to teach. They want to turn you away and they want to deviate you from what you teach. That was the purpose. Like many people don't want to listen. So then the clever thing is, you know, you have to, you have to make effort to come back to your mentality. Sometimes you can answer very quickly and then come back again. To keep coming back. And sometimes just ignore. It depends on you because sometimes if you ignore people, it hurts them. Because they, you, they, think, they will think that you don't make any value for their question. So you have to answer the question, but very quickly, and then come back to the main point. But if people debate you and uh, keep making arguments, then the best thing is uh, you focus on your point and leave them for a while. But don't involve anything. Because it's very, very dangerous really to argue with the people. Never prove that you are more right. Simply, you are not actually, don't, don't explain Islam for yourself, for Allah. Only explain that much that people need to know. It is not important really that you prove that you are right. It's nothing to do with that. So only important that prove that Allah is right. Allah is the message. So that's what you should do. All those questions which are in unnecessarily and they have been raised any time in the history of Islam, certainly, if there are no sense, they don't ask again because you have to think that does this question make any sense? It does not make any sense. Why should I... If this question, uh, you, know, you know, if I don't know this question, it does not harm my Iman, my Islam, my anything. Why should I concern about that question anyway? Or if I know the answer, it's not going to increase my Iman, my Islam. Why should I concern about that? So many, many questions about Qadr, about, uh, you know, hand of Allah, about Istawa, and also many questions. Useless question. Don't need it, please. Just read the Quran and keep, keep moving on. And your, your concern should be to learn Odu, the prayer, the fasting, the zakat, and the hajj. See if they were to bring this point of the 73 sects and say that actually 72 of them are in the hellfire and they have 
specific belief. So you have to have this one that saves you. You have to have this one specific belief. No belief. Huh? No, no, belief. no belief. Nothing. And who said that, you know, the seven to two are? Uh, people don't understand what the hadith means. Really. Yeah, that's right. It does not mean there are you know seventy-three six and seventy are in far and this one which I belong is in the far. That's what people think. That's what people think. That's that's wrong, really. Then Islam becomes by belonging. Hmm. Is Islam by belonging? Then Abu Bakr Siddiq is so much concerned that you know my I would not have been born if he, he doesn't doesn't he belong to the Salafite sect? People in our time, yeah. those who are to be, those who claim that they belong to Salafite sect, sect, they're happy. We are in paradise. Everybody in paradise. So what Abu Bakr Siddiq was not from those people. Why is so much cancer? Why Aisha is so much cancer? Think properly. You know what the Prophet want to say. Prophet Sallallahu want to say the people who are sect, they are going to far off it. People who are not sectarian, those who fear their own, those who are like, the people ask him that who is this one sect, one, one group which is not in the hellfire. He said those who are on which, on which I am me and my, my companions. What was the companions way? Companions way what to be feared. Iman Islam. They never have any guru. They never have any affiliation. No belonging. Iman Islam. People who have Iman Islam from all these 73 sects, they go to paradise. And among the 73 sects, the people who are belonging, they don't go to paradise. Meaning is people have made the religion belonging. And Allah's religion is what? Iman and Islam. So those who have Iman Islam from all 73 groups, anybody who has Iman Islam, they go to paradise. And among the 73 people, groups, those who are belonging, they don't go to paradise. That's what meaning is. Meaning is not that in one, one belonging is fine and 72 belongings is wrong. Belonging, belonging never has been Allah's religion. Allah never saves people because they belong to a group. No. Allah only saves people because they have Iman Islam. Try to understand. It never can save you that you say I'm Deobandi. No. It never going to save. It's not going to save you that you say I'm Salafi. To make you be. Belonging is never, never Allah's religion. Allah's religion is what? Iman and Islam. And Iman means to understand properly, to think properly, to believe properly, and then to have full submission to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Among all the 73 groups, those who have Iman Islam, they go to paradise. And among the 73 groups, those who only have belonging, that I belong to this group, they go to the hellfire. That's, that's, that's what the meaning of Hadith is. And now everybody wants to have belonging. They say Salafis are more right, Deobandis are more right. Neither Salafis are among the Salafis and Deobandis and among the Barelvi. Those who follow Allah the Messenger, another Messenger and companions, they are saved from all these groups. Your being Salafi is not enough to save you. Your being Deobandi is not enough to save you. Your being Barelvi is not enough to save you. It is just belonging. What will save you among all these groups, those people who, are, who have Iman and Islam, they will be saved. Is it clear? Hmm. Allah the religion never, never has been belonging. Another religion, that's why the Quran said, Makan Ibrahim, Yahudi, or Nasraniya, Walakin Kana Hanifa Muslima, Wamakan and the Mushikim. Ibrahim was not a Jew, not a Christian, and not a Muslim. To certainly we know he was not a Jew. Why Allah said this? To make clear Ibrahim's religion was not belonging. Jews think if you belong to Jews, you are saved. Christians think if you belong to Christians, you are saved. And Mushikim think if you belong to Mushikim, you are saved. Allah said no. If you are Yusuf, when? Walakin Hani Kana Hanifa Muslima. If you are Hanifa Muslim, then you say. Hanif means the one who turns away from everything to Allah and the one who surrenders to Allah. If you have Iman Islam, then you are saved. Belonging never, never can save anybody. 
तो सेक्ट वर्ड ऑफ सेक्ट मीन्स सेक्ट मीन्स बिलोंगिंग ए पीपल ईमान So when when did this happen because this happened uh, so Musa alayhi salam he received uh, nubuwa in Madian and then it was from there he went straight to Egypt to deal with Pharaoh so when would this story have happened to while he was with Pharaoh and while he was also with his people to so sometimes somebody asked him who is more knowledgeable person and that at time Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted to teach him and that from that taking from that to teach him how the patience because musa says get a message he need to learn he is patient anyway allah want to make him more patient more more sabr to so that was the story happened and the story came to truka to teach the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam that you are so need to be patient and don't be so keen for the people to become muslim no teach gently nicely with dignity if they believe fine they don't believe let you know be patient wait right moment will come that what believers need to be believers don't need to rush Now what is happening in the world is believers are rushing. They just want to get khilafa, power, killing everybody. Islamic state, Islamic khilafa. You know, if Islamic state come on the cost of so many lives, it is worth of that. If you kill one million people and then become khilafa, tell me, do you want to be khilafa? You know, I never like to become khilafa like that really. When I have to kill one one million people to become khilafa, this is khilafa. This curse for the people. One life of the human being, it is so big. and the killing believers and innocent people killing people just because to go khalifa is not allah religion allah religion is something different people need to learn properly what what they need to learn very what happening now in muslim world exactly it is such a bad problem it is allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not have mercy upon us it is really going to destroy every guru you cannot imagine really it is such a big destruction if we really don't rise properly and don't stop the wrong words from wrong doing it is going to destroy everybody You know, Shia will be Sunni, Sunni will be Shia, and Sunni will be each other as well. Because Imam Sunni, there are so many groups. This is what will happen. Nothing really. Think really that Imam in Egypt, everybody is Sunni is still fighting. In Libya, everybody is Sunni. They keep fighting. This, this, this is Allah's religion. This is what Allah wants. Allah wants to teach you the patience, sabr properly. Very, very bad manner. So, so this happened whilst uh, Muslim was in Egypt deal, dealing with Pharaoh. Because we don't know they are dead, but it's more likely. More likely, more likely that a time when Allah Subhanahu wa Taala teaches him the sabr, the patience. Okay, and when he says "yahtadu idan abada," so, yani so yahtadu the fail, the the fail is is mustatir abada is zarf. So what's idan? I don't I don't understand that in the in the sentence. Means even if you call them, if still then they will not. Means they are not listening anyway. 
But when you call them, you think then they will listen, or else even you call them, it's emphasis. Then you hear for emphasis. So it's just the other. And then they will not listen. It's, okay, it's just emphasis. Yeah, in that, yeah emphasis on that. Right. And then when it says, la lahum la adab, and, and you mentioned that adab um, is, is always at a, at a fixed time. And uh, so, so, what, so does that mean then? And is this is this the adab al al akbar the day judgment or is this any kind of sin we do there will be an adab for that? No doubt, really. every single thing is fixed anyway. Every single you know even a small punishment. Sometimes small punishment come for the believers to test them. That is called like ibtila. Ibtila also can come. That's not adab, but the ibtila that also fixed. Everything in this world everything is fixed. You know the knowledge the one who does this thing, his knowledge is so perfect and complete. Our knowledge is not complete, so we make effort. So sometime a result happen after one day, sometime after one, two days, we don't know, we cannot predict because we don't know. But the one who is running the world, so you know, so accurate because he's so powerful, everything fixed by, by him. So the purpose of Mu'id is, is just to make it, just to show that everything's done, it's not random, yeah, and it's also fixed. You've got time. Okay. So don't rush. So that's why believers don't need to rush properly. Because what happens is believers sometimes become very, 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 like, you know, like, a, I'll give the example of you know, Egypt. Uh, you know, our Shaykh Abbas Nabi, very often, because he was very close to Muslim brotherhood, and he had to always to advise them, don't rush. Keep making your da'wah and effort properly. Things will come on the top. Don't rush for the power. Because rushing actually will make problem. And if it happened, you know, this last time, you know, when the, this happened in Egypt, and Hussein Mubarak was removed, that time actually our desire had been, but no, nobody, if Muslim brotherhood would have been just left everything to other people. They would have been doing social work and da work and all those things and they let other people do. We hope actually things would have been much better. But when you think, no, now we are so close to the power, let's do it. We don't know really. We, because the people are not, you know, could not rule work properly. You know, because if people are not ready for that, you know, when Muslim world, when people vote for Muslim party, it does not mean really they want Islam. Simple thing is because they are tired of someone else, so they want to get rid of that and they're voting for you for something. But Muslims don't want Islam really. Most Muslims, they want a nice life, easy life, you know, all the TV and internet and all those things and like that. They don't want Islam. So when the people vote you, don't be deceived. Don't think they want Islam. Some people may be, but most people don't want, like in Pakistan, when they will have to make this referendum, that do you want Islamic law or non-Islamic, something like that. And if you want Islamic law, that means you want me. Then he got 97% vote. People want, you know, people can say like that, but when details of Islam come, they don't want details. You know, if you ask in Pakistan, do you want a society where there's no TV? Tell me how many votes will you get? Nothing really. If you ask people, do you want La ilaha illallah? Then 99% say, yeah, La ilaha illallah. But if you ask people, do you want a society where there's no TV? Do you want a society where women cannot be uncovered? So tell me what will happen. Do you want a society where everybody had to pray? Everybody had to pray zakat. When Zayaul Haq made zakat obligatory, many people in Pakistan, Sunni, they are registered, they are Shia. Because for Shia, they know zakat. So not to pay zakat, they go Shia. They really registered themselves Shia. They don't have to pay zakat. So you think that right, Pakistan is 99% Muslim, whatever person. People are Muslim, but they don't want to follow details of Islam. Like, you know, somebody who came to somebody who used to make a tattoo, you know, on the, like they make, you know, on the, on the body. So like a lion, he wanted to make a lion. So the person who, he has a needle, so he put the needle and it hurt him very much. 
to his the person said why are you making he said you know i'm making the leg of the other line he said no no line can be without legs don't leave the leg it is so painful <laughs> then he again put the needle and then you know he asked what are you making he said i'm making the nose of the line he said no no leave the nose line can be without nose so then you know every single thing there are no line so people really don't want islam islam is so painful for them they just want islam but not the prayer not the zakat not the hajj not the fasting not the piety not the fear of allah they don't want this thing because so many things people want islam people want lion but don't want in leg of the lion and nose of the lion that what happening yeah okay. Some people say that uh, Salat uh, Witr is Sunnah because the Prophet left it once. So you mentioned that Sunnah is something that the Prophet did again and again. So um, I, I can't really. What, kind of, what, what some people say Salat Witr is what? The three. Um, Sunnah. Sunnah. What, what else do you say? Um, Can somebody explain the question? So. Some people say that Salatul Witr is Sunnah because the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam left once in his life. He didn't pray Salatul Witr once in his life, so it becomes Sunnah. And you said that Sunnah is something that is um, that the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam did again and again. Uh, so I was just... no, that Sunnah is not a Sunnah. They are explaining this Sunnah. You are Sunnah comes in two different meanings. Sunnah comes a path. So Sunnah can be fard, Sunnah can be wajib, all the Sunnah. But this sunnah is different sunnah. This sunnah is the fiqh. So in the fiqh, they have made categories for the wajib sunnah. So some people say, most people say, actually, this is sunnah. Except Abu Hanifa. Even Abu Hanifa is sunnah. Abu Yusuf Muhammad. That is sunnah, not, not wajib. The reason they say sunnah is not because the Prophet has missed once. We don't have any proof. He missed any time. Any time he missed, a, you know, witr. He never missed even a, 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 a fajr sunnah. Did he miss any, any time fajr sunnah? It's still sunnah. Who said it is, come, it is necessary for Sunnah to be missed once? Who said this thing? Where this thing has come? That Sunnah only, the Prophet used to with the right hand. It is, is Sunnah eating with the right hand. Did he ever eat with the left hand? Who made this thing an unnecessary problem? Nothing like that exists really. Sunnah does not mean that you, you have to leave once. No, if the Prophet did something all the life, it's become a Sunnah. The Prophet never, never missed any, any time with it. He did never, never missed the Sunnah of the Fajr. But it does not make it obligatory or further anyway. That's another matter. How things become obligatory and further, that's another matter, another evidence. It is not that a Prophet does something all the time and never leaves. It makes it obligatory. This misunderstanding. It is not like that. The many, many things he did all the time. You know, all the Sunnah. Do you remember any Udu of the Prophet without Madmada, without gargling, without killing the nose? Do you need, people know any Udu like that? Never, no Udu like that. But Abu Hanifa and many people say it is just Sunnah. So, you know, it is not a sunnah means we have to miss one and then no proof for that any whether the prophet a, any time miss witr when he miss witr and the prophet not only him his companion when they missed you know sunnah they used to do qada and qada is only far further if the prophet missed even sunnah he used to do qada and many many companions when they used to miss witr they used to make qada though they believe it is sunnah you know, being, doing qada does not mean it is obligatory. You know, this is actually wrong teaching by the people when they teach that, you know, sunnah is only sunnah when it is missed by once. It is not necessary. 
सुनना इस तरह का भी सुनना इमाम और द उम्मा इमाम हनीफा रहमत वनली पर्सन हु सेद वित्र वाजिब इवन इज ओन स्टूडेंट अब उसने मोहम्मद देश विच इज सुनना बिकॉज देश ए प्रेयर इज फाइव टाइम्स तो इफ यू मेक समथिंग वाजिब इट कलेक्ट सिक्स टाइम्स दैट वाई दे डोंट वॉन्ट टू यूज वर्ड वाजिब और फर्द फॉर एनी प्रेयर अदर दैन फाइव प्रेयर्स इमाम हनीफा रहमत बिकॉज ये सीन द कंपेनियस यूज टू डू कदा ऑफ द वित्र तो ही थिंक वित्र इज मच मोर इंपॉर्टेंट तो ही मेक टू वाजिब और दर हदीस अल वित्र हक तो ही थिंक हक मिस वाजिब तो देर सब रीजन देर आदर आर्गूमेंट बट नॉट दिस आर्गूमेंट दैट ही नेवर मिस वंस दिस नॉट आर्गूमेंट we know that the uh, often times in the quran and it's mentioned that you know we've been given our senses and intellects and all these things so that we can understand the message message of islam and message uh, understand the book so how, how do we un, um reconcile that with verses which say when allah talks about placing a veil on the the heart or on the ears allah subhanahu wa ta'ala only puts a, in a veil on the hearts and the eye and everything Because many people don't want, don't take that away from him. So it's like punishment. Thus, Allah Taala has created everybody on the true nature, on a way that can they can receive the revelation. But if people corrupt themselves, they don't want to listen. So who can guide them? So when people turn away, like for example, like the Quran, the same Quran for all the believers, all Muslims. But do all Muslims follow it? No, they turn away. So Allah Taala makes more and more cutting for them. So their culture, like for example. Many, many people they follow their culture so strongly. If you tell them, like in Oxford, you know, for two things I have been teaching for last twenty-four years, but still people don't listen. Nobody listen, and they they know it is right, but and they say, but they, because their culture is more important. One thing I always have been saying there is, when somebody dies, then the family of the person they arrange food. That you know, all the people who come from outside they eat. They don't go without eating. I tell them all the time it is not allowed. The Prophet has forbidden. Umar Khattab used to be angry. When the somebody dies, the family of the person where the death has happened, they don't need to make any arrangement of any food. People come and bury and they do condolences and they go and eat anywhere else. There are so many restaurants in the world and they can eat anywhere, but not in the house of the person who. But it is, it is not allowed. All the ulama have been writing, writing the same same thing, but people don't listen. Still, they do same thing really. Every time somebody dies, their announcement in the mosque: don't go without eating. And that's never allowed in Islam. That you prepare food for the people who come for the funeral, not allowed. But people do this thing. And second thing, I always have been criticizing is that when somebody dies, so somebody will come for condolences. Condolences, no. But what they do? Make dua. Then somebody can make dua. Third one, what this dua is? Where this dua has come in Islam? Dua is a, a, to ask Allah Subhanahu wa Taala not to register your attendance that you have come for condolences. Useless thing. No, no purpose. No benefit in that. It is nothing but people keep doing. So you know, it's a curtain, curtain of the culture. Their culture has become more important to them than any hadith or any sunnah. If you want to tell them, they understand your right. They said to me, but they say you can't do because you know everybody does. They have no courage to follow the sunnah. They want to, they still they want to follow their own culture. That's what curtain means. Ibrahim or Islam, he has courage. He once he realized that his father is wrong, then he said, "Oh my father, you are wrong. Shaitan has misguided you. I want to guide you." do all society all the culture was against him his father was but no he learned he has courage that kind of moral courage ibrahim has courage we don't have courage so that what curtain curtain comes from the society from the tradition from the culture and learn and not put but people make it
Sheikh, what is the significance of uh, reciting Surah Yasin uh, within a funeral procession? Surah Yasin for what? what? What is the significance of reciting Surah Yasin in a funeral? A funeral? Yeah. When somebody dies, you mean? Yeah, yeah. But we believe this Quran has come for the people who are alive. Then we believe the Quran has come for the people who are alive. To recite for to the people, the prophet allows you to recite the Quran who are alive to the, those who are alive. Teach them and they learn. We never learned that he went to read the Quran to those who died. Quran has come to the people who are alive. So they learn from it, not for the people who have died. I don't understand really why people, you know, Iqbal says very nicely in his poetry verse that this Quran has come with the blessing and the barakah from Allah. And we have nothing to do with from Quran except to read Yasin to people when they die. Tell me really, this Quran has come to you read Yasin to dead people. Yasin is as relevant to the alive people as any other surah. Read the Yasin to the people who are alive. Tell them the meaning. Explain to the Quran you know, to the people. But anyway, we don't have any, any sound hadith in there. Though some people have been doing this. You know, Sufyan Tawri, Sufyan Tawri, when he was dying, he said to his, 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 his students, read Surah Yasin because I've heard that Surah Yasin can help dying people. It could be helpful, but that is not the purpose of the Quran. Quran has come to the people who have life to make them to change their life. Quran did not come for the dead people. Quran has come for the living people. You know, the, the living book for the, for, for the living people. You know, people think really, do whatever like in your life. You die and somebody will read Quran for you and you are forgiven. That's what they think. You know, Quran has come to change your life. It is not that when you die, then somebody change your life. When you are alive, then you have to do something. You know, when you die, somebody dies on your behalf. Uh, people teach that the Prophet was, um, he was a human being and he was, uh, he, he was, he had the potential to make mistakes. And they cite the example of, uh, from Surah Abasa, that the Prophet frowned from uh, Ibn Umm Maktoum. Mm -hmm. And um, this thing that you said that, um, the Prophet was hastening for people to believe and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was teaching him uh, sabr through this surah. Can this also be used as an evidence that he was, you know, he was hastening and he was human? Like, I, think I didn't understand the full question. What about the surah was the question so far, Fasali? <coughs> yes. You know, this thing that Prophet does is not a mistake. It is not a big thing anyway. Prophets do mistake because they are human beings. But Abbasawatawalla is not against Prophet. It actually in the favor of the Prophet. Surah Abbasa does not mean that the Prophet actually like human people turn away the face. He's only turning the face for the sake of Islam. He, he nothing to do with blind person. He loves blind people. He is always with them. But he was thinking that these Quraysh people they don't like blind people. So he was thinking in, in the assembly of Quraysh people, blind people come, Quraysh will not listen. And he's too keen for Quraysh to listen to him. So he is not frowned from, from blind people. He is only because, because he thinks Quraysh will not listen. So he is too keen for Quraysh to listen to the Quran that way he does. So this, this verse also in the favor of the Prophet He is too keen for the people to become believers. Not against him, not his mistake. Quran is not correcting mistake. Quran just wants to remind him the dignity of the message. But don't worry, don't be too keen. Don't rush for the purpose. Do things gently. It's not a mistake. Quran actually wants to tell the, that how a prophet should be anyway. The prophet should be keen for the people to become believers like Ibrahim Islam. Punishment comes and Ibrahim argues. It's not against Ibrahim. It's against Ibrahim's favor. There's so much mercy and love. 
So the Prophet has so much mercy for the people to become believer. To that why he frowned. Because, not because he was against Ibn Maktoum. No, because he wanted the leaders of Quraysh to become Muslim. It is important Sunnah. When people preach the religion, they must have so much love for the people that they should be keen for people to become you know, believer. But at the same time, they should think also of the dignity of the message. That is not a mistake. Of, it's not a mistake of the Prophet. It really amazing thing that what he does. He's so keen for the people to become believer. You know, mistake will be what he does for his own thing. He doesn't do anything for his own life. He's doing for the sake of the people, for the sake of guidance, not for himself. For example, I become angry if you say something, if you criticize me and I become angry, this is a mistake. I become angry for myself. But the Prophet became for one, not for himself, for guidance, for Islam. That's a very high thing, very big thing. Surah Abbas has an evidence that the Prophet was a human being. No, no, it's wrong. It is not evidence. Abbas was Allah in his favor. It really in one way. It, 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 it tests that Prophet you know, even his close friends, sometimes he can, you know, agree with him, just literally turning away from him because he wants Islam to spread. He's so keen for Islam. People listen to his keenness to Islam. That's why he's doing this. So Allah wants his strength to be even higher. So Allah wants to submit. No, you, you should be keen. But with dignity, you never should do dignity of the, of, the, of, the, of, the, of the message. So Allah is reminding him the dignity. But though certainly the Prophet also can do mistake, then no, no doubt about that. Adam al-Islam did mistake, Musa al-Islam even killed somebody, you know, Ibrahim al-Islam, there's certain mistake related to him. You know, everybody's mistakes can be done by the Prophets. But when they do mistake, they repent very quickly. So mistakes can be done by Prophets, that's certainly. But though I don't believe this story is a clear mistake of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. It's a clear in his favor. Really great character of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. I just wanted to, uh, you know, about uh, when you said that they feed after the someone dies. I think it's in the, amongst Hindus, they feed uh, Brahmins after uh, someone in the family dies. So probably that is what they continue, except that they don't feed Brahmins. Yeah, could be from Hindus, but actually, even in, actually among Arab people, before Islam, that's about culture. When somebody dies, that the people who used to make a big feast to, to let people know how great person was who died, that we make so much food to, to celebrate that, that's how they used to do. So Islam wants to make very clear that no celebration for this matter. So the Prophet never, never allowed the food to be put in the, that house and also people come and eat there to make celebration. And Umar Khattab used to become very, very angry. But you can see now in Indian subcontinent, it's still going on. It could be Hindu influence going on. But this is not right. People should not do no celebration when people die. You know, you have to ask forgiveness for them. You ask us. And also remember your own death, you are going to die. That's what you do. But no feast, no celebration. But still, I'm thinking, I, I said this so many times, I gave a speech, and people agree with me. But still, people do the same thing. Nobody has listened. Nobody listened. Um, from the last session, um, where we were discussing about Surah Al-Falaq and how shaitan and jinns, they really cannot harm us if we have proper trust in Allah. Mm -hmm. so there is an ayah in the Quran in Surah Sad where uh, Prophet Ayub said that indeed shaitan has touched me with hardship and mm -hmm. torment. Mm -hmm. Why does Ayub say that shaitan has... Uh, I think I, really, uh, I did a whole course on this matter. One day, jinn course, where I explained what Ayub has done, what purpose was behind that. You know, anyway, I explain this again. Why he mentioned to shaitan? Reason basically is evil, any evil, any problem that happened to believers. Somewhere, shaitan had harmed. Was was whispering. 
तो विस्परिंग ऑफ शैतान हैपन दैट विस्परिंग कैन लीड टू समथिंग बिगर तो इनिशियल प्रॉब्लम वॉज फ्रॉम शैतान यू विस्पर समथिंग एंड दैट बिकॉज ऑफ दैट प्रॉब्लम हैपन लाइक फॉर एग्जाम्पल इवन आई एम ईटिंग नाइस फूड ऑफ रमदान एंड द शैतान का टू मैन ओसो नाइस ईट मोर डोंट वरी इट इज रमदान नथिंग हैपन टू यू नो कीप ईटिंग एंड देन आई ईट एंड देन आफ्टर दैट आई गेट प्रॉब्लम एंड आई गो टू डॉक्टर हॉस्पिटल तो वर प्रॉब्लम कम शैतान तो आई से दिस प्रॉब्लम कम फ्रॉम शैतान शैतान इज रिस्पर्ट मी ओ इट नाइस इंजॉय तो अजूब अल इस्लाम ही गार्ड द प्रॉब्लम बिकॉज सम वर शैतान रिस्पर्ट समथिंग एंड दैट यू नो एंड दैट ही लिसन लिटिल बिट एंड दैट स्मोर थिंग बट दैट कॉज द बिग प्रॉब्लम तो दैट वाई दे रिलेट टू द बिगिनिंग ऑफ द प्रॉब्लम तो समटाइम शैतान वेरी पीपल इवन ईटिंग ड्रिंकिंग ऑल द प्रॉब्लम हैपन सम वेर यू कैन सी बिगिनिंग आई कमिंग फ्राम शैतान शैतान स्पुरिंग दैट वाई यू वॉन्ट टू एंड इट इज ऑलवेज गुड मैनर दैट यू रिलेट ऑल द बैड थिंग टू शैतान टू दैट ऑल दैट यूर सेल्फ और शैतान एंड गुड थिंग टू अल्लाह सुहा तारा दो गुड एंड बैड बहुत कम फ्राम हिम बट राइट मैनर इज रिलेट गुड एक्चुअली कमिंग इन स्टोरी ऑफ मूसर खादिर एनी वे तो आई एम गुड स्पेन वेन एवर गुड हैपन्स रिलेट टू अल्लाह बैड हैपन्स रिलेट टू शैतान टू योर सेल्फ दो यू बिलीव गुड एंड बैड बोथ आर फ्राम अल्लाह Okay uh one last question inshallah uh when sheikh mentioned about cursing shaitan is there a difference in cursing and insulting him is there a difference in cursing and insulting him is it best better to between cursing and insulting him how can you insult shaitan you can't do anything anyway the question is is it better to say bismillah instead of insulting him as it increases him in size and possibly power in a simple matter really is it that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala want to remind you the shaitan whispers jinani and they want to mislead you to be aware of that and come to allah to protect you obey him listen to that what meaning is to don't become like you know people who are heedless think properly to when you say aud billah min shaitan rajeem think what you say you know if you say these words without thinking nothing will happen people say these these words still they do all the wrong things these words only have meaning when you think what they mean and you understand properly follow them that i'm trying to say don't use the quranic verses as a magical power don't use them for that purpose quranic verses should be used as guidance they teach you something to so when you read qul huwallahu ahad know what they mean and they follow that when you read the quran understand what they mean and they follow that don't think that you know you read them like that without thinking and they will help this is not what quran has come quran has come to understand and think properly so they are not like mag- magical in words and people say them and something happen it's not the purpose We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please support us so we can continue to bring you world-class content at www.cambridgeislamiccollege.org/donate. And please don't forget to subscribe to deepdean.tv for more Islamic studies content in HD videos. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.